On the ticket, 95.3 and 9.70 a.m. K-N-E-A. Here's your host, Tara Ritchie. feeling y'all doing all right hope everybody is both safe and warm it is not safe and it is not warm outside i hope you're somewhere where you can stay put today we made it into the studio had tip bat stoltz but uh hey we're here we're ready we got two hours to kill on a friday and goodness gracious, are there some interesting things to talk about today. Welcome to the Workday Red Zone. Thanks for hanging out with us today on the Ticket Radio Network. Of course, you know where to find us on your radio dial. I'm really hoping today is one of those days where you didn't have to get get out and about. And you are, in fact, streaming us online at 95.3 The Ticket or on the TuneIn app on your smartphone. Just, by the way, download that and search KNEA. Uh, I hope you're able to call in and talk with us today. Obviously, not not while you're driving. Please don't do that today. But uh, when you get somewhere nice and parked, 9303776 is the number to call on the Ritter Communications hotline. You can also shout at us on social media. Facebook.com slash 953theticket. And on Twitter at Kara underscore Richie, you can use the hashtag WDRZ. I'm Kara. I'm joined in studio today by producer Will Oswalt. <laughs> really? Jeez. You're going to hear a lot of Will today. And Monday. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you what, we're uh, we're very thankful he could hang out with us. Uh, of course, uh, Cade Carlton right now is somewhere in the state of Louisiana. And uh, we'll update you on, on his uh, most recent adventures <laughs> here in just a moment. Never, You don't see too many basketball games postponed due to rain. But, well, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll get there, Will. We'll get there. Hold on. Don't steal my thunder. Uh, let's Crazy go over, down here. Let's go over the news from uh, last night. Of course, uh, in Jonesboro, it was just it was an insane uh, performance from Norshad O'Meara last my night against goodness. ULM. 23 <laughs> points, 26 Golly. rebounds. Also, not enough. Uh, Arkansas State lost that game 60-59 was your final at First National Bank Arena. And uh, the 26 rebounds tied for the second most in program history also set an arena facility record. Obviously, much more on that one coming up today. But uh, the Red Wolves going to look to bounce back tomorrow against Louisiana. Game time for that one in Jonesboro is slated for 4 o'clock. And, of course, you can hear it on 107.9 KFINE. Meanwhile, there is no score to report from last night's Arkansas State women's basketball game at ULM. Will just kind of gave you the, the heads up on what happened. If you didn't hear, it was a roof leak and wet floor conditions. Uh, eventually, due to uh, safety precautions, they decided to go ahead and call that game off. And it will now be made up Monday at 5 o'clock. In the meantime, though, uh, the Red Wolves are going to play tomorrow at Louisiana. And, of course, uh, that game tomorrow at 2, but... Tomorrow's game, Monday's game, both going to be airing right here on the Ticket Radio Network. Elsewhere, Arkansas going to try and make it eight in a row tomorrow uh, as they host Mississippi State at 7.30. Also, Memphis Grizzlies headed to Orlando. Saturday's game time is at 4 o'clock. Of course, obviously today, uh, both with the games for Arkansas State this week and and with what's going on just from a sports calendar, we're going to be very basketball heavy today, but... uh, 
just want to give give you a heads up. The words Brian Harson and Auburn are going to pop Ooh, up a couple times on this program as well. Crazy down there. There's uh, there's an adventure going on on the plains. Here's the deal today. We're going to do this just just a little bit differently. This is going to be a CavanaughCars.com free for all. I, I don't necessarily have you know one pressing question that I necessarily want to throw at at you all. And we've never done this before. Usually we try to have one central theme that that we work the show around, but there's a lot of different things I want to touch on. You know, the loss last night, the performance of Omir, again, what is going on at Auburn, some other things going on around college football. So we're going to be kind of all over the place as we work our way through the next two hours. And I didn't just want to say, hey, this is our one topic today and we're going to stick with it because, again, it's it's going to be a lot. So not not one set question, just your spiciest takes on whatever might be on your mind. We do have some audio to share with you throughout the course of the day, both uh, from Arkansas Statements basketball coach Mike Bellotto and then also from some from Wednesday's recruiting Roundup uh, with with Butch Jones. Of course, we weren't able to be with you yesterday. Look, I was not getting out. Uh, So because of that, didn't really get to go through and recap that press conference from Wednesday. So we'll touch on the A-State signing class as well. So some of those are some of the things that we're going to get into. But again, not not a set KavanaughCars.com question today is we're going to do it just a little bit differently. But our phone lines are open at 930-930. 3776 and will be open again throughout most of the show. Uh, I'm going to start today with, with A-State Hoops. Because, to be honest with you, <laughs> if we start with, with Brian Harson and Auburn, we're going to spend, be spending two oh, hours no. <laughs> trying to figure out what's going on with, with Brian Harson and Auburn. So we're not going to go in that direction until, until later on in the program. We're going to push that back just a little bit. But, uh, but... I want to talk about that game last night at First National Bank Arena. First off, hat tip to all of you that went out uh, because I was honestly, there were more people there than I thought would be. It looked like there was a good student crowd. Again, I did not go. I I spent uh, uh, the past pretty much 36 plus hours in my house. I don't blame you. I don't have a good vehicle for this and it was not safe for me to be out. So I did not go out. 1,003 is what the box score says, which is, wow. All things considered, not (laughs) not terrible. uh, Considering what the conditions are are still like right now in Jonesboro. Again, everyone, please be safe today if you're getting out and about. But I was also surprised when that one was all said and done that... That the fans over there had to watch a loss. And I'm going to tell you where I am at today. I'm not going to tell you how you should feel as a fan. But I'm... I'm kind of in my feels about this one. Every single loss this season... For me personally, I I take every single one just a, a little bit harder... And I'm about to get really melodramatic on you. Before I do that, I want to throw out a disclaimer. Before we talk about my feelings. This Arkansas State team, the men's team is still 100% in control of its own destiny. So before I get really, really doom and gloom, I want everybody to keep that one big picture in mind. Okay? Because you look at the standings right now, after last night's loss, and also last night, App State was dealt a loss by Texas State. Oh. Troy did get a win, so Arkansas State right now is is third in the Sunbelt Conference standings. But A-State still plays the two teams that are ahead of it yeah. in the standings and already has a win 
and and plays also one more time against the team that it is tied against in the standings. So A-State, again, still 100% in control of its own destiny. You win out. You win the regular season Sunbelt crown. You get postseason basketball with an automatic NIT bid, at least for winning your conference, and you end a 20-plus year postseason drought for Arkansas State basketball. And that's not even including what could potentially happen in the tournament. Obviously, if you win out, you're, you're going in the tournament on a hot, hot, hot streak. You'd be favored yes, to win indeed. that as well. Yeah. Not to mention you'd be the number one overall seed. So before I get really depressing, keep all of that in mind. But, but that being said, last night was so disappointing. It was just a gut punch. I feel like I went through the five stages of grief after that loss last night. And, and right now I am still stuck in depression. I haven't quite moved on to acceptance. Because when you, when you look at that game, Arkansas State was at home. Arkansas State was hosting the team that is dead last in the Sunbelt standings. A team that had lost four straight against Sunbelt competition. A team that is not as deep as Arkansas State basketball, a team that does not have the top-tier talent of Arkansas State basketball, a team that at one point in time, Arkansas State led in that game by 14 points, and then they just, the end of the game was just all ULM. And so, I consider myself to be a very optimistic person, and I consider myself to be um, well, I try not to be an obnoxious sunshine pumper, but I know I am just a little bit because I always feel like the best things can possibly happen for my team. Every single loss that gets harder and harder for me to buy into. Because it's not, again, like last night derailed the season. Again, we just talked about how this team is still in control of its own destiny. But last night was just such a massive, massive wow. missed opportunity. It was huge because if you cannot beat the worst team in the Sun Belt on your home court after you had led them in that game by 14 points, how are you going to win on the road at Troy, at South? How are you going to bounce back later on this season against App and close out the season? It's not impossible. But with every single one of these losses, I, I just... I just have more questions and I have more, more disappointment because again, and I, again, I told you at the beginning, I was going to be melodramatic. So if somebody wants to talk me down a little bit, that's okay. But, but if it's not this team, this team with all of it, all of its experience, this team with the best player that I've seen on it in my adult life, if it's not this team, what team is it going to be? What team is it going to be that gets Arkansas State back to postseason basketball? What's it going to take if this isn't it? All right. I feel like I've gotten that off my chest. You guys have listened to me complain a little bit. Uh, We'll actually talk about the game and what happened throughout the game uh, when we come back in the second segment. But before we take a break, let's shout at Red Wolf Mark. What are you doing? Well, I, I was going to let everybody know. Yeah, I got a free ticket for, for the ball game for Saturday. Okay. And a, and a uh, parking pass. Okay. And uh, 
anybody, if, if anybody wants to use this one ticket, the Lafayette game and the uh, and the uh, parking pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they can just call me at eight seven zero three four zero eight six nine seven, and it's a free one. Okay. So uh, you can't beat that. No, no, there's not much out there that's better than free. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say yellow everybody in Jonesboro. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I'm going to say Fred uh, Bubbo needs later on, he needs to go out, he needs to go out, go out, go out in the road and slide, slide around. Well, then that's probably not, a conversation. Not, not, not that's interest, a conversation you, you uh, need to have with him then. Yeah. And I'm gonna say go Cade and go 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 Will and the uh, red buddy and John Buff, so and light and all and all of them. And uh, if you want if you want that free ticket and that parking pass, just holler at me at eight seven zero three four zero eight six nine seven. Okie dokie. Alrighty then, thank you. Alrighty. Uh, that leads us into our first break of the program. Again, we're going to have phone lines open quite a bit today at 9303776. Uh, you can stay right here and hang out with us, though. We'll be back here in just a moment for more of the Workday Red Zone. We're the station that loves bat flips, transition threes, and end zone dances. One, two, three. It's Northeast Arkansas's Sports Station. 95.3 The Ticket. Valentine's Day is almost here. Get your special someone a unique custom engraved or embroidered gift at Cell Phone Station. Take in your item or select from a wide range of options to be turned into a unique gift for that special someone in your life. Cell Phone Station. Inside the Highland Shopping Center near Fuji Steakhouse. Happy New Year from your friends at the Ticket Radio Network. Hey, we can't wait to see what happens in 2022. And we'll be right here on all year long to talk about all the teams you care about. And every weekday, you can join the conversation with the Front Row with Budro from 7 to 10, RWRC Radio 10 to noon, the Workday Red Zone with Kara Ritchie from noon to 2, the Setup from 2 to 3, and the Drive with Brad Bobo from 3 to 6. So here's to you and a great 2022 from the Ticket Radio Network. Gazaway Ace and Paragould in Jonesboro reminds you that whatever the project, they're the place that has everything you need. Skip the rake this season. Power up your cleanup with an Ego 650 power blower. Check out the full line of Ego tools and save 10% on the Ego 650 blower. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks and helping you is the most important thing we do. That's Gazaway Ace on Hilltop in Jonesboro and West Kings Highway in Paragould. Gazaway Ace is the place you want to go. Go Gazaway. Home buyers throughout Northeast Arkansas continue to praise the team at First Financial Mortgage. Here's what Angela had to say. We bought and refinanced through First Financial Mortgage. It was an easy, stress-free process both times. We will continue to use them and refer everyone to them. I also had a friend getting a mortgage from a bank, and she was having a horrible experience. I gave them the number for Mary at First Financial Mortgage, and now they own their own house, which relieves so much stress for them. Call Mary Tucker today, 935-7808. First Financial Mortgage, equal house. Housing lender, member FDIC. The pass stolen away by Kayla Fields. Here comes Fields all the way to the bucket, lays it home. Railwolves fans, this is Kayla Fields from A-State Men's Basketball inviting you to join us at 4 p.m. Saturday, February 5th as we take on Louisiana Lafayette and First National Bank Arena. For the remainder of the season, you can purchase upper-level admission for just 8 bucks. To secure your seat, visit astateredwolves.com slash tickets or call 870-972-2781. Emergency medical unit, respond to 102 Maple Avenue, possible stroke victim. When stroke occurs, you have 60 minutes to win or lose the race of your life. There are new treatments. 
but you must get to a hospital fast. If you suddenly feel weakness on one side, have trouble speaking, walking, or seeing, it could be a stroke. Call 911. Get to a hospital. Because how you spend the next 60 minutes could determine how you spend the rest of your life. Stroke. Know the signs. Act in time. A message from the National Institute of Neurological Disorders and Stroke. We are the 25%. That's a quarter of all Americans. Over 61 million people with a disability. And we want a world where everyone is 100% included. Just like you. Easter Seals Disability Services. We are the 25.org. This is your warning. You're entering the Workday Red Zone. Welcome you back into the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Will with you today, hanging out. Hope everybody is feeling all right. Breaking news for Major League Baseball. And look, I completely did that in a cruel way because it, it has nothing to Sarcasm do. Sarcasm on our Friday. Well, it has nothing to do with the news that baseball fans are waiting to hear. Although, although I don't think anybody's going to be real mad about this one. We'll tell you what it is. MLB umpire Joe West. Has officially retired. Oh my gosh. I know. I know. I know that over the years, so many of you diehard umpire fans turned in, tuned in uh, for every game of Major League Baseball so you could watch an ump show. And nobody was better in a starring role of the ump show than Joe West. Well, I don't know. Angel Hernandez was, uh, was pretty good a lot of times as oh, well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, so for those of you diehard Ump Show fans, I uh, please let us know. We'll keep you in our thoughts. And for the rest of you, go high-five a friend. Again, uh, Country Joe, Joe going to write some more songs now. You'll yeah. Have plenty of time. <laughs> Yay, Joe. Yeah, if we can just get that other, well... I, I could handle Joe better than Angel, I'll tell you that. Oh, Jeez. We'll see what happens there. Uh, other than that, yeah, not a, not a single <laughs> not a single bit of Major League Baseball news, uh, especially not good news, but uh, we'll see if we can follow up on that later on in the program. 9303776 is the number to call. Uh, your thoughts on last night's Arkansas State men's basketball game. And actually, a, a quick question to throw at you. For those of you that have kept tabs on this program longer than I have, North Shadowmere North is, is the best player at A-State since who? Ooh. I might, I might put that, on, that one out on Twitter. We don't necessarily have a designated KavanaughCars.com question today, but I, I want to know. He's the best player you've seen in an Arkansas State jersey since, since who? Because I, I've said this numerous times. He is the best player of my adult life. I went to a lot of games as a child, but I didn't, I just, you know, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't remember significantly, you know, those, those games and, and those experiences and just how good, when you're a kid, you don't take into perspective just how good somebody is. So I'm asking those of you that have been around the program for longer than myself, he's, he's the best A-State player since who? I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Well, actually, a recap, you know, his incredible performance as well as what else happened last night for the Red Wolves here in just a moment. Let's check in with Miss Lisa. How are you today? 
Well, I'm okay, I guess. I'm, nothing else happened to me last night, so well, that's, that's good. That is good. Small victories, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm 63, and I've kept up, you know, with ASU from, even though I live close so far, and I would say that North Shadow Mirror, of course, we're in a different time with media and phones and uh, blogs and so forth. But I would say he is the best that played at ASU. And uh, I would like to see him play, but I'm probably not going to get to make it. But uh, I would say he is the best. And let me let me say something that will maybe help you a little bit. I know how you feel about that loss last night. And it, it was a bad loss. And I listened to it. I still don't understand. They were 14 points ahead with, what, three or four minutes ago? Uh, actually, North Shadow Mirror hit a free throw with 14.24 left that put the Red Bulls up 44-30. to 30. I mean, you know, I see what it makes me think of. That's why I can understand how a true ASU fan feels, and I feel for them, is when Arkansas lost to Vanderbilt. At, at Bud Walton Arena, not saying that Vanderbilt's all that bad or ULM is all that bad because anybody can beat anybody on any given night. I don't care if it's in the pros, but it just makes you, I tell you, it makes you sick to your stomach. But this won't be too popular, but I usually bring out the things nobody else will if they nosedive, I guess she'll be looking for a new coach. And, uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and say it. And uh, I hope the first two they look at, and people can laugh at me if they want to, is either West Swift or Mackenzie Pierce, especially Mackenzie Pierce. If Eric Musselman but- leaves tomorrow, would you recommend either of those guys to coach Arkansas? I would recommend, I, I don't know about West Swift, uh, I would recommend him for an assistant, but uh, if someone brought up the name Mackenzie Pierce, I sure would listen. You know, he was a GA for Mike Anderson, and he's a very, very good coach that just needs a break. Now, let me say this. I know you wanted to hold off on it, but let me say this right quick. I knew, I, I told people on Bud's show when Brian Harson got hired, I said he won't last two years at Auburn. And Bud said, you just don't like uh, Brian Harson." I said, it has nothing to do with Brian Harson. I said, Alabama uh, or Auburn will never beat Al- they will never be Alabama and they think they're going to be and they're going to go through every coach in these United States trying to be now that guy's going to get fired today I'll bet you one of those burritos that you give away at time <laughs> and uh, you know why he took that job being from the Pacific Northwest to the South, um, 
you know, you got to fit in in the SEC, and he doesn't fit in nowhere. And it's almost laughable. But I, I will say last night I thought, yep, this is the end for Bilotto, and it may be the end for Omerid ASU. I don't know. But, yes, I'd recommend McKenzie. I, 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 I'm partial to him. I can't help it. But, anyway, thank you for taking my call, and I do understand how you feel. Thanks for calling, Miss Lisa. She leaves the phone lines open at 9303776. Uh, the question's about, you know, Mike Bellotto's future, about Norshad O'Meara's future, how intertwined those two futures are. Uh, for the most part, we're going we're gonna to save that conversation for a different date because there's a lot that goes into, you know, both of, of those questions. Bellotto obviously is in the last year of, of his contract. There was not an extension signed uh, during the offseason. So what happens this year is is crucial to his future. It's crucial to the Arkansas State program's future. There's also the fact that with the insane, insane numbers that Omir continues to put up, that uh, there's a good chance he's going to be pursued in the offseason by other programs. Because, look, we all know that tampering is, is yeah. legit. Like <laughs> I know there's a rule against it, but... But he's going to hear from every program in the country in the offseason. Now, there are a couple of things, one significant thing to keep in mind, because uh, I know people are like, oh, well, some you know Big Ten team is just going to come in and, and throw a bunch of NIL money at him and, and get him to move on. To the best of my knowledge, international players cannot receive NIL dollars. Oh, okay. It, it is a different situation. This is due to their, their visas and things like that. Oh, now, yes, indeed. So it's a, it's not an apples-to-apples apples situation with what's going on on some other players, uh, with other players on, on the team or throughout any college campus. So that's the way it was when NIL first became a thing. To the best of my knowledge, that has not changed. Although I'll be honest with you, I've not looked into any international collegiate sports law in the past 24 hours. So that could have been updated. But that's something to keep in mind uh, about his future. But I, I tell you what. We've gone a little off track of what I wanted to get into this segment, so let's go ahead and hit pause. And when we come back, we actually will look more at last night's game, look more at his performance, and uh, as well as here, just a couple of quick clips from Mike Bellotto. All that's on the way after the break. Keep it here with us on the Workday Red Zone. Enter the Workday Red Zone with Kara Ritchie. Weekdays from noon to 2 on Northeast Arkansas's Sports Station. 95.3 The Ticket. Grain prices rebounding. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson on the EAB Ag Network with your EAB New Market Report. March corn at 620 up three and a quarter with May corn at 621 and a quarter up four. March soybeans at 1551 and three quarters up seven and a half with May soybeans at 154 and three quarters up seven and three quarters. March wheat at 765 up 13 and a quarter with May wheat at 771 and a quarter up 13. March cotton at 126.67 down 95. May cotton at 123.91 down 82. March rice at 1534 down three and a half cents. May rice at 1550 down 11 and a half. Moving on to livestock now, February live cattle 141.87 and a half, up 27 and a half. April live cattle 146.57 and a half, down 17 and a half. March feeder cattle 166.15, down 57 and a half. April feeder cattle 171.47 and a half, down 32 and a half. February lane hogs at 86.70, up 25, with April hogs at 99.82 and a half, up 145. That's your EAB Noon Market Report, and I'm Scotty Woodson. Have a great day. Defense wins championships. And when growing cotton, a strong defense delivers the strongest yield potential. 
So play to win with Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton. It offers proven insect and weed control, and it's backed by the Roundup Ready Extend Crop System. Get defense that delivers without compromise. Learn more about Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton at B3XF.com. Always read and follow IRM grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Performance may vary. The formula for success is a simple one. Put strong in, get strong out. That's why cotton growers looking to improve yield potential plant Delta Pine brand cotton, featuring 100 years of proven yield potential and exclusive genetics in every bag. Strong is a legacy all its own. Protect yours with strong cotton from Delta Pine. Always read and follow IRM where applicable grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. It's the largest bridal expo in the region. The Northeast Arkansas Bridal Expo. Sunday, February 6th, presented by Jessica's Bridal Informal. This spectacular annual event will take place at the Embassy Suites Red Wolf Convention Center in Jonesboro. Vendors from all over the tri-state area will be there, so you can plan your entire wedding in one day. Brides can register to win thousands of dollars in door prizes. And this year, admission is free. You do not want to miss out on the largest bridal expo in the entire region. The Northeast Arkansas Bridal Expo. Sunday, February 6th, from 11 until 4 at the Embassy Suites Red Wolf Convention Center on Red Wolf Boulevard in Jonesboro. The other day, I walked through the showroom and a lady stopped me and asked if I was Glenn. And I said, no, I'm Danny. I said, are you talking about Glenn Sane? She said, yes. I said, no, Mr. Sane is my late father-in-law. He passed away in 1987. Then she asked me, who does the TV ads? I said, well, that'll be me. And she said, well, don't take this wrong, but you look older in person than you do on television. Well, I visited with her for a while to see how sharp she was. And she's pretty sharp. Glenn Sane, and God bless our troops. Turn it up and annoy your co-workers who wear the wrong colors. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Will still with you, 9303776. Kind of working our way through a Friday edition of the show. Weren't able to be with you yesterday, and I'll be honest with you, it always takes me just kind of a couple segments to get back in the swing of things. We didn't start out today's show with necessarily a set KavanaughCars.com question. Wanted to have a little bit of a free-for-all today so you all can talk about whatever is on your mind, but... Change that up a little bit. I want to throw this out there if you're just joining us. I want you to finish the sentence. North Shadow Mirror is the best player at Arkansas State since. So I want you to throw out the name of a player that that you think is on his level or better. Because it it has been a minute. His performance last night was uh, historic. 26 rebounds, the most ever. At First National Bank Arena, he's now one of just four players all time in A-State's program history to be able to hit that number. When you go back and you look at the past 12 years of NCAA basketball results, uh, only two other players have been able to put up a similar stat line in terms of 23 points and 26 rebounds against Division I competition. And it seems like this is an every night occurrence. I mean, I've said before, it's always a really, really, really good thing or a really, really bad thing if you have to go digging through the media guide towards the end of a game. And I, this entire season, I've had to make sure I have mine on me at all times because every single game, I'm either looking at that media guide to see where his most recent historic performance ranks or I'm hitting up 
uh, collegebasketballreference.com. I'm looking at their play index finder to see what kind of stat lines similar to his have been put up in the past decade. That is every single game right now. We get to watch something absolutely unreal and amazing. 9303776. Let's bring in uh, Mark to the program. How are you today? Uh, I'm not great, Kara. Okay. It was rough last night. Yeah. Uh, to answer the question first, uh, I didn't see Jerry Rook play. I knew Jerry Rook, and after he was like a probably 50-year-old man, I saw him just like shoot shoot shots from half court just by flicking his wrist. So just uh, an, you know, an example of, of how talented that guy was. But uh, uh, nobody in my lifetime. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I've, I've – been watching Arkansas State basketball since you know Marvin Adams and uh, days and and you know I saw Dan Henderson and Don Scape and I saw John Tate uh, you know various others. Uh, nobody was physically able to do the things that he's able to do in my lifetime, uh, and he and he just gets better and better. Yeah. Uh, uh, that being said, the last ten minutes of that game last night was maybe the worst officiated. 10 minutes of a ball game I've ever seen in my life. You know, I know you've got the detractors out there that want to hate and, and, and point fingers. We shouldn't have lost the game. But when we got up 14 points, it was like Monroe said, okay, we're desperate. We're going we're gonna to just go into hack-a-player mode, mm-hmm. full court, all over the court. And uh, on one possession, I counted five obvious fouls that weren't called. You know, uh, you know, Game-changing plays, you know, the whole the whole last two minutes of the game. The, you know, I'm not saying Desi Seals shouldn't have gotten a technical foul on, on, on the play. He got, he got the technical foul on. But, I mean, what a huge call. I mean, you've got literally Norshag on the floor with the ball. They dogpile him. Three guys are grabbing him. He, he gets up from the melee. He's, he's, he's trying to get away with the basketball. A guy is grabbing his leg. Yeah. And then, and then you know, and, you know, the tractors are like, you know, and, and Desi pushes a guy that wasn't even involved in the play. Well, he wasn't even involved in the play on the floor, but he's physically holding Norshad O'Meara while Norshad's trying to get away. And, you know, you know Desi, I don't think, handled it well, but he's shoving a guy – you know, he's standing up for his guy. He's standing up for yeah, his guy is I mean, what he was doing. And you saw, he, you know, Omir give him a big old hug after after he got teed up because he knew that. Yeah. So you you have a 10-minute conference, and you come away with that that with nothing more than a Desi Seals technical. And, and oh, by the way, the possession arrow that should have become our possession arrow doesn't because of the technical foul call. And then, you know, I never saw a jump ball called on that play. You know, they're just letting it be, you know, like a, a rugby match. And then, but then you go down to the other end on what should have been the deciding play of the game. Norshad rips the ball away from the guy mm. and is in the process of going for the breakaway dunk to, to seal the game. And you get a late whistle. And, oh, this is, this is a jump ball. We're going to call this this. And, oh, by the way, it's Monroe's possession. And, of course, we know how it ended. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, we made, we made, Tons of tactical errors. I mean, I'm not going to give anybody a pass. I mean, uh, we should have called a timeout long before the game got to three points. I'm I'm sitting there at nine points and going, we need a timeout. 
And yeah. at seven points, I'm screaming, call a timeout. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and then, you know, if, if for nothing else, than to say, you know what, they don't have an answer for Norshad. We've got to get him the basketball, you know. For whatever reason, guards, you're not effective tonight. You're not getting the calls when you drive the lane and, and, and getting, you know, you know, bodied and, 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 and put on the floor time after time after time. Uh, get the ball to that guy that can take that can take the impact. You know, get the ball to Norshad, and you know, we win this basketball game. Uh, you know, why they chose to call it that way? It, it, you know, I know I'm a I'm a homer, but it, it seems like forever we've been the only team in in the conference that, or maybe in the nation that that never has a home court advantage. We never. Nobody could ever accuse us of getting home cooking because, you know, more often than not, if there's if there's anything close, uh, one more play, you know, another conference by the official. I don't, you know, I don't think there was much doubt when 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 Marquis Seaton was was being manhandled up top that the ball goes out of bounds and and they called it their ball mm-hmm. and uh, it would have been hard to look at the video and see, you know definitively that their player hit the ball. You know, you can you can see a hand in there, but you know, the you couldn't overturn as far as as, as knowing for certain that a Monroe guy hit the hit the ball. But you can look at the at the video and say, you know what? It's probably out on Marquis Seaton, but the guy's got an arm bar on him, so you know what we can do? We can just say possession stays with Arkansas State. Yeah. We don't have to explain anything. Uh, we missed the call. It's pretty clear, you know. It's pretty clear that you know the guy has has Marquis, you know, left arm barred. But again, they get the possession. Uh, you know, it's just a really frustrating night. You know, a game that you feel like you, well, obviously you should have won, but uh, uh, but you let the you know the last place team in the, the league, you know, come, come back and beat you, win and, yeah, and a bad taste in the mouth for sure. Anyway, but yeah, Norshad is, is incredible, and, and, and I think he's going to do big things the rest of the year and, you know, come out Saturday and get us a win. Mark, I really appreciate you chiming in today. Stay here on the Ritter Communications Hotline. We'll check in with Bootsy, who's with us. How are you today, sir? I didn't know that I had a twin in all the world, but that's color right there. What's his name? <laughs> that was uh, that was Mark that we just talked to on the phone. I see just like I see you a lot out at First National Bank Arena. I see Mark a, a lot out at First National Bank Arena. Well, first of all, he goes way back the way I do. In fact, he goes a little bit farther. I didn't get to see Don Scaife play, but I saw Dan Henderson, and you know, and yeah. and, uh, and beyond, and. Uh, I agree with everything he said in terms of how the game played out. I will also add that Avery Phelps, I think, I think Norshad threw him the ball. He was at around about the the lane, and he had got mugged by two people. And so then he reverses and then dribbles, tries to dribble away, and somebody else basically jumps on his back. No call in all of that. He was fouled at least three times on that sequence, and nobody calls it. By the way, Avery, I would have liked to have seen get. I saw him get one shot mm-hmm. uh, when Monroe started to make their run. I wish they could have got the ball to him more. Uh, I thought that our guards 
forced it a lot. Uh, I know that, uh, and I know part of that is his is his game. Uh, but Desi drove. I can't tell you how many times he drove in there. You know how hard he goes. Yeah, he uses tremendous effort and energy. But it was like two and three people on him, and he didn't get the call. He didn't get a foul call in any of those times. And I just wished he would have just you know passed the ball to somebody outside, like maybe Avery or somebody that was staying out there. He hits a lot of those shots. But part of the issue that we have at A-State is when our guards tend to just disappear from a scoring standpoint, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what else happens. We generally drop those games. And it's a crying shame to waste an effort and a performance like what Norshed put out last night and, and come away. Oh, and something else the caller mentioned. And he took the words out of my mouth. Home court advantage? We haven't had a home court advantage since we started playing in what is now uh, First National Bank Arena. We had a home court advantage when we were in the old field house that only held like 4,400. But, man, I tell you, I can't tell you how many favorite teams came in there and they left out there with their tail between their legs yeah. with a loss. I, I want to throw we out had a true – I'm sorry to, to interrupt, Bootsy, but I want to jump in here here one one second. I, I do do not disagree with you or Mark that that was a poorly officiated game last night and that there was some absolute, I, I kind of was calling it in my head, bully ball going on by ULM because they knew they could get in there and, and bully A-State just a little bit and they knew those fouls weren't going to be called, so they just continued to do it and do it and do it for the final 10-15 minutes of that game. And And I get that, but... How many years now? You said A-State hasn't had an advantage since that that facility has been open. And and I know that it seems like officiating has seemed to continue to decline uh, since the Sun Belt has had its partnership with the SEC. If you know that that is the way it's going to be, why are you still letting games come down to an official's decision? Absolutely. I don't have any argument for you. And it shouldn't have just like last night's. Shouldn't have come down to it, but that big, and again, they talked about the the call when Desi got that technical. Yeah. Whether, he, whether it was warranted or not, that was a huge play because basically it allowed them to go from a five-point deficit to a one-point deficit, I believe, or it might have tied it, I can't remember. It was a huge swing, and from then on, it was anybody's ball game. Prior to that, we were holding them at bay, you know? But that was huge, and it's almost like, Karen, this basketball program, and even the women's to a degree, it's like we have some kind of a black cloud over us to where we just aren't, we just can't, haven't been able to break out of it. Yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't matter, you know. Have we, um, have we truly investigated that the, the First National Bank Arena is not like built on an old burial ground? Like, do, we, do we know this for a fact that nothing, know, nothing bad happened? I don't think anybody wants to know that answer. <laughs> Some days you wonder. Yes, because the things that happen to our basketball teams are just inexplicable, you know. I I just, last night was another one of those examples, and uh, we'll have to see how the rest of the season plays out. But uh, that was a bad, bad loss for a team that's trying to really do something uh, this year. Now we got, I believe, Louisiana coming up. (laughs) So here we go. (laughs) So they're always tough. But, yeah, we... It was a game that um, we shouldn't have lost, but like so many other times, uh, we did lose it. We managed to lose it. 
And, of course, our women didn't even get a chance to play. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, that might work in their favor because they're, they're tired, they're shorthanded, you know. So maybe the extra day of rest will, will, will be what they need. We'll see how that plays out the rest of the season. But, yeah, A-State a basketball care, I, you know, I'll tell you, I'm a realistic optimist. And so I'm optimistic that something good will happen. But realistically, I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> When it comes to our program, we're just struggling right now. It doesn't matter how, which way you look. Yeah, no, I'm not going to argue with you, Bootsy. We always appreciate the phone call, though. Thanks, uh, thanks for listening today. Thank you much. I tell you what, uh, we'll hit pause on the phone calls for a moment and uh, go ahead and, and take a break here and continue to dissect this one because obviously everybody seems to have some some thoughts on, of course, last night's outing. So more on that when we return. Keep it right here with us on the Workday Red Zone. We're the station that always has our howl on. Northeast Arkansas Sports Station. 95.3. The Ticket. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The Jacksonville Jaguars have officially named Doug Peterson as their new head coach. Jags have been one of the more unstable franchises in the NFL for some time now. But there is hope in Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence was considered the next great quarterback prospect last offseason. The signal caller struggled throughout the year. We don't know what the future holds for Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence, but this tandem has the potential to help each other out. Peterson is looking to prove his doubters wrong. He won a Super Bowl in Philadelphia. In fact, that was four years ago today, but was fired just two years later. As for Lawrence, it was clear Urban Meyer wasn't helping his development. Peterson could change all of that. At one point, Peterson had Carson Wentz playing at an MVP level and helped Nick Foles to a Super Bowl upset over Tom Brady. The Jags still have a long way to go for them to compete for a Super Bowl or even a playoff berth. But hiring a veteran coach like Doug Peterson seems like a pretty good first step. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Hey, it's me, your dream. What happened, man? We used to be tight. I say it's time we get back together. You and me, your dream, live in the van life in a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. You could start a business or build a log cabin. Whatever you want. It's a Mercedes-Benz van, so it's chock full of innovative safety features. All I'm saying is don't forget about me. I I mean, I am your lifelong dream. So what do you say? Let's head to the Mercedes-Benz Vans dealership and get that Sprinter. Is your current home loan the right fit for you? Your historic low rates may be a great reason to refinance, but when matched with an expertly chosen loan from Loan Depot, you could be saving money and paying more towards the bottom line. Call a Loan Depot loan officer and ask about our 27-year smart term loan or our 10-year arm loan. Get a great rate matched with a great loan by calling 866-888-LOAN or visit LoanDepot.com. At Loan Depot, home means everything. Rates are subject to change. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 174457. Crack screen on your phone or tablet? Oh! It's going to be okay. It happens. Get it fixed up and protected at Cell Phone Station in Jonesboro. For all screen repairs on your smartphone, tablet, iPad, or Apple Watch, call 203-0993. All iPhone screens replaced in 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. oh yes, just 20 minutes to have it back looking like new. While you're there, check out Cell Phone Station's selection of phone and iPad accessories, shock-resistant and waterproof cases, tempered glass screen protectors, chargers, pop sockets, wallet cases, and slim covers for most phone models. Generic OtterBoxes start at only $25, and they're always buy one, get one free. Come on by. Get your iPhone fixed in just 20 minutes at Cell Phone Station. We buy and sell AT&T, Verizon, and Straight Talk phones, and make sure you ask about our custom engraving and embroidery, all done in 20 20- minutes. 
20 minutes. Cell Phone Station in the Highland Shopping Center at the corner of Red Wolf and Highland in Jonesboro near Fuji Steakhouse. Cell Phone Station, home of the 20-minute iPhone repair. Get your iPhone back glass fixed now at Cell Phone Station. Go by for details. Um, hello? Be part of the conversation on the Workday Red Zone. Phone lines open now, 930-3776. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone, Kara, and Will is still with you. Phone lines still open, 9303-776. A lot of you with some thoughts on how last night played out at First National Bank Arena. We still welcome your thoughts on that. Also, for those of you that uh, longtime supporters of the program, I I want you to finish the sentence for us. Help us out here for those of us that that might not go back as far with our A-State fandom. North Shadow Mir is the best player at A-State since who? I want you to finish that sentence. Help us out. Uh, continue to look at, look at last night. Obviously, you know, we've talked about Omir's incredible performance, and I, I think the template here is is pretty clear on how to beat A-State. You know, you... Not that you absolutely let Omir go, go nuts, but I think teams have realized that even if he does absolutely go insane, if you can kind of contain the A-State guards, you can get an easy easy win. Or not necessarily easy, but uh, you can you can finish with a win. Omir put up ridiculous numbers last night. He put up ridiculous numbers in, in Arkansas State's one of their two other Sunbelt losses when uh, A-State was on the road at Louisiana. But in those games, the guards did not play as well. And I'm usually like a, uh, you know, praise the players when it's a win, blame the coaches when it's a loss type of person. But you can't not point out how the, the A-State guards have struggled in A-State's three conference losses. Of course, the the three primary guards um, that I'm talking about, of course, are the three starters in Caleb Fields, Desi Seals, and, and Marquis Eaton. Uh, the numbers are, are bad. When you combine those three games together, in the three losses, those three guards combined to go 20 of 103 from the floor. That's 19.4%. Those three guards combined to go 8 of 38 from 3. That is 21%. Those are numbers that typically don't win you a lot of ball games. And that's been the template there on how to beat the Red Wolves. Just kind of survive whatever Omir is going to do and then frustrate the guards. Let's check in with David. How are you? Doing real good, Carol. How about yourself? Hey, today? doing good. We appreciate the phone call today. Yeah, I'm going to try to uh, pump you up a little bit uh, with some uh, good news about Arkansas State. Okay. You, you know, uh, people being, I think, now this is my opinion. I, I, don't, I don't know if people are going to agree or disagree with me, or, with, with me or not, but I think Arkansas State played a pretty good game last night. But when they, when they, when they had the lead, and I think that when uh, when uh, uh, the technical foul got called against Arkansas State, I don't think that it was fair for the technical to be called against Arkansas State. I want to know what did Arkansas State do to get the technical 
foul called against them. But then again, what else, what, what else I want to know is, yeah, yeah, they had a good lead on the on the good, uh, no good team last night. But uh, I understand about the conditioning and everything. Do you think it had anything to do with the conditioning about that? Uh, with that? No, because I, I feel like A-State is in a pretty good point from that. You know, they've got a lot of young, strong athletes, and, and they've dealt with a little bit of, of sickness earlier this year, but that's that's been long enough in the rear view that they should all be fairly close to 100%. I think it was just a case of, of ULM adjusting their defense and Arkansas State struggling a little bit to, to make shots and then also to stop shots uh, in the final okay, 10 minutes co- of that game. Okay, question. Uh, okay, you said UAM was trying to uh, adjust and everything. Uh, well, UAM uh, had a player last night that I think it was a charge that they missed last night uh, when they should have called a charge against uh uh you know that team and everything because uh, I think the guy was on the on the floor last night and everything and then they had to stop the had to blow the whistle I think the referees they they just either swallowed their whistles or they forgot to make the call when when, when the technical got got called against Arkansas State what do you think about that well yeah I don't think it was a well officiated game I agree with you on that I really think that Arkansas State got cheated myself because you can disagree with me or agree with me, but I think Arkansas State got cheated because when they got when they had the lead and everything, they should have been able to keep the lead. Because you just said a guy on the phone just said that uh, UAM is not that good of a basketball team. They're not. They came into uh, came to last night's game dead last in the Sun Belt Conference standings, and they got the win, and they're still dead last in the Sun Belt Conference standings. I, I do disagree with you that A-State got cheated. I, I think it was a poorly officiated game, but I, I don't think they blatantly got cheated out of any points. And I got another question about Omir. I mean, uh, yeah, Omir, he, yeah, I, I agree with you about him being the best player on the team, but, I mean, he going to need some help up front. You know, uh, I think he got the help up front, but, they got other big guys up front, too, and everything. So, I'm just saying the guards and everything are doing right well. But I'm just saying they need other big guys that can help O'Meara out. Do you agree with that? Well, I mean, Wesley had a good game last night. He was 7 of 8 from, from the field. So, he was he was okay. They could certainly use a little bit of depth there. But the, the play of the forwards and the big guys last night wasn't the problem. David, I, I apologize uh, here, but we got to end the phone call. That's the music. So, we're, we're done with this hour, and we got to go to commercial. All right. Hey, have a good one. Thanks for listening today. Yep. We'll see you. We've got, uh, again, another hour to go. And uh, you guys can help continue to, to drive the conversation here. Do you want to, sometime in hour two, touch on some Arkansas State signing day news? Uh, eventually, <laughs> eventually we're going to check in on Auburn. I'm just afraid that once we check in, we're going to enter a wormhole that we can't get out of. So we're, we're pushing that back a little bit, but... We will fill you in on the latest there, certainly coming up in hour two of the program. But let's hit pause here. We'll be back in a moment. Keep it with us on the Workday Red Zone.
Ticket Sports Update brought to you by Plaza Tire Service. A 14-point second half lead didn't hold up for the Red Wolves Thursday as ULM came back to defeat A-State by the score of 60-59. to Despite the loss, Norshad O'Meara had a monster night with 23 points and 26 rebounds. The 26 boards a new arena record and time for second most in school history. Mike Velado's crew will try to bounce back tomorrow when they host the Ragin' Cajuns. Tip-off set for 4 o'clock on 107.9 K-Fine. The A-State women had their game in Monroe postponed last night due to a leak in the roof. They'll make it up Monday at 5. Before that, they'll take on the Cajuns tomorrow in Lafayette with a 2 o'clock start time here on the Ticket Radio Network. Elsewhere, the Razorback men try to make it 8 in a row Saturday as they host Mississippi State. Tip-off set for 7.30 on the SEC Network. That's your Ticket Sports Update sponsored by Plaza Tire Service, bringing you the best deal on tires. Keep it tuned right here to the Ticket Radio Network. Nobody makes Valentine's Day more special than Bennett's Flowers. Bennett's has all kinds of gorgeous arrangements that will thrill that special someone in your life. And this Valentine's Day, there's more ways than ever to shop with Bennett's, including Bennett's Valentine's Pop-Up Shop at 400 Southwest Drive with flowers, plants, art, and more. Open February 10th, 11th, and 12th from 9 to 6. Sunday the 13th from 1 to 6. And on Valentine's Day from 9 to 6. In addition to the pop-up shop, you can also visit Bennett's Studio location. Open 9 to 6 at 1350 Medallion Drive. Everything from roses, blooming plants, chocolates, gift and goodie baskets, Bennett's Flowers has it. So go buy Bennett's Valentine's Pop-Up Shop at 400 Southwest Drive or the studio location at 1350 Medallion Drive. And Bennett's also delivers. Order at Bennett'sFlowers.com. Bennett's Flowers on Facebook or call 203-9844. Bennett's Flowers, your Valentine's Day headquarters. There is a three-day super sale this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at FoodSmart, where you get all items at cost plus 10% at checkout. Get fresh ground beef value packs, two twenty-five a pound, limit two. Fast fix and chicken nuggets, patties, or strips, 20 to 24 ounce bags, two twenty-six, limit four. And 24 packs of Niagara water, $1.97, limit four. Be smart. Shop Food Smart. Now open in Jonesboro and the two former Hayes supermarkets locations on Nettleton and on G Street. Cooler weather is here, but that doesn't mean it's time to put up the clubs. NEA Golf Cars has all the accessories for the golfer who knows there is no off-season. Go by NEA Golf Cars and see their selection of windshields, rain covers, and countless other manufacturer original parts. And if it's time to park your cart, bring it to NEA Golf Cars for service to make sure there are no surprises next spring. And as always, you can check out their selection of new golf cars, including the Onward Series, from Club Car. Call 236-GOLF or get by NEA Golf Cars Highway 49 in Paragool. Hi, it's Tara from Harris Ford. Hey, this is George Strait. At Harris Ford, we love George Strait, and we know you do too. And Harris Ford wants to give you the opportunity to win some free tickets to go see the King of Country. March 18th, all you have to do to qualify is take a test drive in any of our new or pre-owned vehicles. When you do, Harris Ford will put your name in the drawing box. Buy a vehicle and get three entries. You could win a pair of George Strait tickets. Come see us at Harris Ford for contest rule. Exit 85 in Newport. You'll like what we do. Save up to $90 instantly at Plaza Tire Service on eligible Firestone tires. Exclusively at Plaza Tire Service, save $60 instantly when you buy four eligible Firestone tires. Increase your savings to $90 when you use your Plaza Tire Service card. Offer valid February 1st through 28th, 2022. Cannot combine with other offers. Subject to credit approval. See store for complete details. The best service, biggest selection, and the lowest prices. Your best deal on Firestone tires plus up to $90 in instant savings is at Plaza Tire Service. 
This is KNEA K237FI 95.3 and K245CW 96.9 Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon, the Ticket Radio Network. Half time's over, and we're getting back to work. Hour two of the Workday Red Zone begins now. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. We've made it halfway through the day. So, hey, one more hour and we're out of here. As we appreciate you tuning in uh, again. Hope everyone is being safe out there. Hope everyone is being warm out there. Hope you got on your hoodie and your giant puffy parka and your toboggans and your gloves and your scarf and your two layers of socks. It's uh, it's unpleasant. It really is. And again, be careful. Uh, I'm glad to be here today. Did not drive here today. Got an assist from, from Matt Stoltz. Yeah. It is it is a solid ice sheet um, out there. Keep waiting on that sun to peek it's out. It's trying. Man, <laughs> but we're not there yet. And look, this is going to sound really stupid. I'm going to say it anyways. Every time this happens, I forget how bright sun is. So, yeah. <laughs> or, or excuse me, how bright snow is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so if you <laughs> are actually going to leave your... If you spent all day yesterday just sitting around in your pajamas and not going anywhere... Uh, when you get out today, bring bring your sunglasses. It's not sunny out, but that snow is legit blinding. And also, uh, give yourself plenty of time yes. to drive <laughs> and give yourself plenty of time to walk after you get out of your vehicle. Uh, use extreme care going to get your mail today. I'm not even kidding. The drive here was fine, but I sure as heck almost ate it uh, when I was walking out my door today. <laughs> so <laughs> be safe in every possible way out there uh, this afternoon i will tell you though that uh, again uh, i think we're going to see some sun at some point in time this afternoon it does look like there are some sunny skies in our future tomorrow so we're going to start to see some stuff melt off and then sunday is going to be not terrible so what do we have going on on sunday well we're going to bring you our east arkansas broadcasters bridal expo and that's going to be at the embassy suites Uh, it's something uh, we've been doing every single year for a while now and what this is is well i think you all are pretty familiar with what an expo is but basically this is this is your one-stop shop to plan a wedding everything from your pictures cake dress honeymoon uh anything like that Uh, there's going to be information that you can find at our bridal expo so uh it's going to be a good event i'm excited i gotta go blow up a balloon arch tomorrow before and after a state men's basketball <laughs> i'm actually pretty good at them i'm not i'm not even gonna go. lie here talented so <laughs> yes i'm a woman of many talents i'm really good at running my mouth and blowing up balloons uh so we got that going for me i'm sure i've got a future in something uh but uh, again that's going to be in a great event tomorrow or excuse me not tomorrow but on sunday is when we're going to be out at uh, the embassy. By the way, they've been out there working hard clearing the parking lot. And so should all be good. 11 a.m. is when we'll see you out there on Sunday. Uh, between now and then, of, though, of course, uh, we've got some some men's basketball. And, and I'm, we're going to move on from this topic. We spent a huge amount of hour one touching on last night's game. So uh, I say we're going to move on. I am going to move on. You are still welcome to call us on the phones and touch on this if, if you haven't been able to get in the conversation yet. But I did want to look quickly at the standings before we move on. Uh, if you're just joining us, I, I want to reiterate something that I said at the beginning of the program. Despite how disappointing 
Last night was Arkansas State is still in control of its own destiny. And, and here's why. Right now, the league leader continues to be Appalachian State. However, Texas State did everybody in the league a solid last night and defeated the Mountaineers. So, App State still atop the league, but they are now 8-3. and three. In second place, you've got Troy at 6-3. and A-State, Texas State, both 5-3. and three. And then, uh, you know, eight other teams after that that we're not going to go through the whole standings here. You guys, I'm sure you know where you can find them online. But but here's the deal. When we look at the standings and why A-State is still in control of its own destiny. Now, it's not going to be easy, certainly. A-State would have to win out in this scenario in my head. But if A-State wins out, they're going to be 12-3. and three. And the thing is, they still play the two teams that are ahead of them in the standings. Yes, that Troy game on the road is, is going to be tough, tough. But there is still that opportunity. So if you beat Troy coming up next Thursday at Troy, well, cool, you jump them in the standings. That's how that works. If you do that, then that means you're just second to Appalachian State. And guess who Arkansas State closes out the season with in Jonesboro on February the 26th? Well, that would be those Mountaineers. So when you go through and look at percentages and, and things like that, if A-State were to win out, that means they would win the regular season crown. So there, there's still a lot on the line here for A-State. You just, this team just did not make it any easier on itself at all with that loss last night to ULM. So uh, still a lot to play for, obviously, throughout the course of the season. Tomorrow's game at 4 o'clock against Lafayette. So Red Bull's going to need a little bit of payback as uh, that was a team that beat them in Lafayette and uh, in overtime. So hopefully we can see, you know, a little bit better shooting on Saturday at First National Bank Arena and Arkansas State can, can walk out of that one with a W. I do want you to finish the sentence for those of you, you know, long-timers that have followed the program, uh, that have uh, been able to see some games maybe a few years prior than, than I was ever able to. I want you to finish the sentence with us today. North Shadow Mirror is the best player at Arkansas State since. That's where you throw out uh, a name that you think was... The same caliber or, or better than O'Meara. Because in, in my adult life, there there is not anybody in that conversation. So I'm curious your thoughts on it. 9303-776 is the number to call. Of course, normally on a Friday, we would be recapping women's basketball action as well. But there was not a game last night in Monroe. It's kind of wild because you go into last night with all the weather. Right. You know, on, on Wednesday... I'm pretty sure I told Kate when he was walking out the door, I was like, oh, there's, look, there's only going to be one Arkansas State basketball game on Thursday. But I meant, you know, it was going to be the one that got snowed out in Jonesboro. (laughs) I certainly didn't think that game at ULM was going to be postponed. But they had a roof leak uh, inside Fant Ewing, and it resulted in in a wet court. And due to some safety issues, I mean, that's a safety issue. So they postponed that game. I mean, you get it. Lord knows A-State can't lose another player at, at this point, and you don't ever want to see anybody hurt for, uh, you know, <coughs> a situation that is no fault of their own. So you get uh, why that game cannot be played. Now, it was a mess as it went along. Uh, I was following, you know, Cade's tweets about it, and that game was scheduled to start at 6.30. And I guess... Uh, <clears throat> You know, sometime around 5.30 or 6, I have to take over. All right. Uh, 
There we go. Yeah, crazy situation down there uh, as um, the ULM game um, last night postponed again, rescheduled for Monday at 5 o'clock, 4.30 pregame here on the ticket in KBRI. And uh, that means an abbreviated edition of the drive on Monday. I know someone who will be <laughs> happy about that. That does not help me any. Spend all these time talking about these coaches' programs. They never do yeah. do me a solid. It's very insulting. <laughs> have more have more screaming kid day games. That's what we need. I say that, and obviously, you know, in this situation, that game is at ULM. So uh, I say that jokingly because I, more than anything, I'm just glad this game was was able to be rescheduled. Um, ULM is is not good. Uh, they have not had a lot of women's basketball success in a while, and. Right now, that's a team that's that's winless in conference play, and not that I think you know the the wheels are falling off for a state women's basketball, but you're in a situation where you know you've lost your best player, you've lost four in a row, your coach quit on you midway through the season. <clears throat> you need you need some good news. You need a win, and there's not going to be too many more times this season where the A-State women's team is, is going to be favored against their opposition. But they were last night. That should have been a win for them. So to see that taken away from them uh, was really concerning. So again, just thank goodness they're able to get this one rescheduled for Monday. I mean, they put some duct tape on it between now and then and get that hole in the Fant Ewing ceiling fixed up. I would make fun, but <laughs> I can remember a game, what, like three yeah, we, years ago yeah, at A-State where, you, where there was a leak. Yeah. Now, the game eventually got played, but there there was a leak from the ceiling, Man. and it got delayed for a couple hours. But that was the wild thing about last night. Again, uh, you know, keep it up with, with Kate Carlton's Twitter as he was there in Monroe, obviously getting ready to call a game that never happened, but tweeted out a picture of, of the uh, – Fant Ewing Center with, with towels all on the floor. And then, you know, that game was supposed to start at 6.30. And then it was supposed to start at 7.30. And then they were supposed to, you know, have a conversation about 20 minutes later about when it would start. Yeah. And then it didn't. And then I guess it was probably not until a little bit after 8. They said, you know what, we, we're not not doing this today. So now, uh, now the Red Bulls have to turn their attention to the Raging Cajuns coming up tomorrow. And... Uh, Cajun's not a bad team by any stretch of the imagination. This was supposed to be a, a team that A-State had seen before, but that uh, did not happen as when these teams were originally supposed to meet on January the 6th, the Rage and Cajuns were going through a COVID issue and wiped out their games that week. So there is not any kind of prior history to talk about. In regards to those games, I uh, did not get played. But you look around at what happened last night for the Raging Cadence coming into this one, and they got they got foleyed there on their home court at the Cajun Dome. They lost to Little Rock, fifty-one to fifty. So that is like. That is a Joe Foley special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just now looking at, oh, yeah. Oh, these are some ugly numbers. 
I was looking at, uh, I'm interested in what the shooting percentages were in this game. Um, actually, not as bad as I thought, but, but Little Rock had a seven-point quarter. The Raging Cajuns had an eight-point quarter later mm. on in the game. I mean, again, that's just that's what Joe Foley does. Goodness gracious. But uh, Cajuns, again, uh, coming into this one with, with a loss. So uh, we'll see how this all pans out tomorrow for A-State. Fingers crossed. First and foremost, that they play this one. Uh, but that should be the case. Two o'clock is when that one is going to tip off in Lafayette. So that means Kate Carlton will be here with your pregame coverage on the Ticket Radio Network at 1.30. So one more A-State uh, subject I want to touch on briefly before we dive into all of the fun adventures going on right now at Auburn. But we're going to hit pause first and then come back and talk briefly about Arkansas State's signing day on Wednesday, so that is on the way right after the break. Keep it here with us on The Ticket. We're not as socially awkward as you think. Search for 95.3 The Ticket on Facebook and follow us at 95.3 The Ticket on Twitter. Valentine's Day is almost here. Get your special someone a unique custom engraved or embroidered gift at Cell Phone Station. Take in your item or select from a wide range of options to be turned into a unique gift for that special someone in your life. Cell Phone Station, inside the Highland Shopping Center near Fuji Steakhouse. Played Against Sports in Jonesboro invites you to its opening day annual demo event, February 18th and 19th. Here's your chance to swing the newest bats from all the biggest names and ask questions to company reps from some of the top brands in the game. Oh yeah, you can also save 20% on any new bat purchase and play it again during the opening day demo event. Make sure your favorite player steps into the box with the perfect bat for their swing and save 20% on new bat purchases at Play It Again Sports opening day annual demo event. February 18th and 19th at Play It Again Sports at the corner of Highland and Caraway in Jonesboro. It's the largest bridal expo in the region. The Northeast Arkansas Bridal Expo. Sunday February 6th, presented by Jessica's Bridal Informal. This spectacular annual event will take place at the Embassy Suites Red Wolf Convention Center in Jonesboro. Vendors from all over the tri-state area will be there, so you can plan your entire wedding in one day. Brides can register to win thousands of dollars in door prizes, and this year, admission is free. You do not want to miss out on the largest bridal expo in the entire region, the Northeast Arkansas Bridal Expo. Sunday, February 6th, from 11 until 4 at the Embassy Suites Red Wolf Convention Center on Red Wolf Boulevard in Jonesboro. In times of fear, World Vision is there for the most vulnerable. Through natural disasters, war, and disease, delivering life-saving aid and helping to rebuild lives. Learn more at worldvision.org. Hi, I'm Dr. Anita Chandra with today's tip for kids from the American Academy of Pediatrics. Helmets are important for every bike ride, no matter how short. Did you know helmets are also important to wear when skateboarding, inline skating, or riding a scooter? A helmet can protect against a skull fracture or other facial injuries. Look for a helmet that fits correctly and that's certified for safety. Make sure you and your child wear a helmet every time. For more, visit HealthyChildren.org or talk with your pediatrician. What is dedication? The thing that drives me every day as a dad is Darian. We call him uh, Day Day for short. Every day he's hungry for something whether it's attention, affection, knowledge. And there's this huge responsibility in making sure that when he's no longer under my wing, that he's a good person. I think the advice I would give is you don't need to know all the answers. The craziest thing was believing that your dad knew everything. So as a dad, you felt like you had to know everything. You had to get everything right. It's okay to make mistakes as long as it's coming from love then, you know, it kind of starts to work itself out. I want him to be able to sit back one day and go, we worked together, we did a good job. 
That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. On paper, it's the best sports show around. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Will still with you. 930-3776 is the number to call. Looking around at uh, some of the latest news for Arkansas State that's not basketball related. Kind of been a wonky week. Unfortunately, we've seen events uh, that have been changed up for some A-State programs. Men's golf scheduled to get their season underway, their spring season underway on Monday. Eh, it's not happening. Um, that, yeah, is a no-go. Is event scheduled to be played in Texas. They're dealing with some of this gross that we're dealing with as well. So not uh, not happening there. Fingers crossed that the A-State women's golf team was able to get out of town today. They were slated to leave yesterday for uh, to to get to the airport and, and get on the plane and, and go to Baton. Baton, not Baton, uh, Boca. Sorry, wrong, wrong uh, <laughs> two-word B name uh, for a town. But uh, scheduled to go play some golf in Boca on Monday. And unfortunately, weren't able to leave yesterday as scheduled. So, so fingers crossed are still somewhere, you know, in the process of, of making that trip and getting there and getting their slate underway. Tennis had some, some schedules altered, all kinds of stuff. Uh, no impacts for, for football, obviously. Spring practice is not going to be starting up for another six or so weeks. So plenty of time for the weather to get more cooperative before Butch Jones and his squad uh, gets ready to get out there, whether they uh, will be on the field or the indoor or whatever. Still some time for things to get get better. Uh, Wednesday, you know, after the show, Butch Jones had a signing day press conference. And for those of you that, that didn't take it in on, on uh, social media, did things a little bit different. Um <clears throat> With so much of the class signing in December and Butch Jones going over, you know, 85% of that class in December, didn't necessarily make a lot of sense to do the same old, same old signing day press conference and just say the same things over that he said about all these players in December. So what he decided to do was to bring in Arkansas State's 11 newcomers. And what they consisted of was the D1 transfers that had joined the program, as well as some high school early enrollees. And he had all of those guys up on the stage with him. Uh, all of those guys throughout the course of the press conference were asked different questions about, you know, their whether it was their path to A-State out of high school or their previous relationship with Butch Jones that made them decide to transfer or how, they, how it seemed like they would fit in on, on offense or defense or whatever. Uh, they all answered a few questions. I was very impressed with the entire slate of players and uh, particularly want to kind of single out the high school guys because I <laughs> I don't know what was coming out of my mouth when I was 17 years old, but I was not nearly as well-spoken as the young men that were on the stage on Wednesday. Uh, they really did a good job uh, with uh, with the microphone there. And it had some good things to say. And in fact, we'll hear a couple of those comments here in just a moment. As far as the actual class, when it is now, you know, all said and done. Well, first off, Jones said that it is not necessarily 100% all said and done. That the class continues to evolve. And 
So there still could be an addition or two. I think they might still have one more scholarship available. Uh, there could potentially be more scholarships down the line, depending on what happens. Uh, you know, if anybody departs, if anybody hits the portal, that could look a little bit different. But but based on what we know right now, as of 1.19 p.m. on February the 4th, this is continuing to be the best-ready class in the Sunbelt Conference. And it is one of the better classes in the group of five. If you look on right now the commitments that are listed from astatenation.com, which is, of course, part of the 24-7 Sports Network. Uh, right now, all in all, it has you know 16 players who have signed the letter of intent, a couple commits that are probably not coming in six transfers. So it's, it's kind of sort of accurate. But uh, you go through and you look at all those rankings. And again, first in the Sun Belt in terms of, of high school recu- recruits, first in the Sun Belt in terms of uh, the overall commitments, which includes both high school players and Division One transfers, and just a, a real, really well-regarded class overall. In fact, I think I saw, maybe it was Football Scoop yesterday that talked about Butch Jones being, you know, kind of one of the winners of this recruiting cycle. You're coming off a year where you didn't do that great on the field, but yet your class ranking bumped up significantly from last season. A-State's 2021 class was was ranked 103rd in the country. Mm. And following a two-win season, Butch Jones bumped that national ranking up to 67. Fantastic. What happens? I mean, sure we could we could set the bar at a at like a a, a Sunbelt Conference championship or, you know, a group of five berths, but let's set the bar low. Let's set it low for a second. If you can get the 67th ranked class after two wins, what can you get after a after a bowl win? Ooh. I mean, you would think it would be better, right? And if Perhaps it's going to be would better, think yes. <laughs> if it's going to be better after a bowl win, what would it look like after a Sunbelt Conference Championship appearance? What would it look like after a Sunbelt Conference Championship win? Because these are his goals, obviously. Indeed, this is yeah. the program's goals to play in that game, to win that game, to have additional success. So it, it's pretty easy to get excited about what this class looks like. Uh, not any any big surprises yesterday in terms of the signees. Chase, not uh, yesterday, excuse me. My mind is a little bit off uh, because okay. obviously we weren't, weren't with you yesterday, but uh, not any <laughs> big surprises on Wednesday in the sense that one of the signees was Chase Jessup, who had been committed to Arkansas State for quite a while. One of the signees was Dominic Savada, who committed, you know, fairly recently, but as soon as he did, everybody was like, all right, this is this is a guy that everybody kind of has circled in terms of being the replacement or the heir apparent for, for groupie. And then also, they did sign, though, a young man named Melvin Priestley, who is out of East St. Louis High School in, appropriately enough, East St. Louis. That program is very good. <laughs> well, so a couple notes on him. One, he's a large man, which I feel like is important to note. There in, you go. <laughs> in pointing out uh, interior offensive lineman, he's six four three hundred. Yeah, that's good size for his position. Yes, his size is good. Uh, but here's what I think is cool: he's joining, or he will be reuniting in college <clears throat> with a teammate, oh, and that's good. that's Ahmad Robinson. Okay, Ahmad Robinson is a corner out of East St. Louis. And uh, Ahmad, actually one of the players that was that is an early enrollee. And by the way, <laughs> I don't know. You know, I should have asked, and I didn't on Wednesday, how much, if at all, Ahmad 
did recruiting, you know, his his uh, high school teammate to the Arkansas State program. But if Ahmad didn't do any recruiting, then I bet his mama did. Because <laughs> there are stories out of out of recruiting trips that uh, there was an SEC coach oh. that showed up late in the game to talk to Ahmad Robinson and, and his family and his mm-hmm. mom and Mama ran out the door in in her A state gear and chased them <laughs> off. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, so I mercy. don't know if, if maybe <laughs> Mama it. Robinson mm. put in a phone call to <laughs> to uh, to Melvin Priestley or if or if Ahmad did. But regardless, Arkansas State gets two players out of East All St. Right. Louis High School. I, I love that. By the way, <laughs> that's fantastic. In terms of not just that story, but I, I am really enjoying seeing Arkansas State making some inroads into St. Louis <laughs> and continuing to, to develop and make additional inroads into Memphis. Those are good yes, places indeed. with a lot of talent. And, and geographically, they fit the A-State footprint so, so, so well because I, I say this all the time, there's always going to be some kids who just don't want to stay home for college, period. Certainly. You yeah. just you, you want to get out from mom and dad's thumb. You want to check out new places, whatever. Yes. You're just not going to stay uh, not going to stay where, where you went to high school, where you were born. Ideally, you know, if you're one of those kids, it'd be nice to go someplace where you're far enough away that you're not going to have mama or a family friend, you know, spying on you if you, you try and take a date out to dinner. But <laughs> you're going to be close enough that if you get homesick, you can That's you can right. go home for a weekend without yeah. buying a plane ticket. Uh, Memphis, St. Louis, these are certainly talent-rich areas that fit that bill. So I, I really like seeing Jones continue to add to this A-State roster with players from those areas. So again, yesterday, not yesterday, I keep saying that, Wednesday, <laughs> I don't know what day it is. On Wednesday, again, just three signees, Chase Jessup, Dominic Zavada, and Melvin Priestley. Uh, I want to hear uh, share with you just a, a couple of comments yes. from Jones as well as a couple of players on Wednesday. So We'll go ahead and, and dive into that. One of the things that Jones mentioned, actually, to get the press conference started, of course, he talked plenty on his new players, but his staff is finally complete. Uh, there was, uh, you know, a couple of departures in the off season. There was a new hire that then departed to go back to their alma yeah. mater. Uh, there's been a little bit of a, a staff shakeup in terms of some positions that we'll tell you about here in just a moment. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, he announced two additional coaches on Wednesday, and here's Butch to tell you about him. Two new additions uh, to our football family. Jay Simpson will be our defensive back coach. He'll also be our pass game defensive coordinator. And then Vincent Reynolds will be our defensive line coach and also our run game defensive coordinator. Uh, Vincent comes from the University of Syracuse. Last six years, he was a defensive line coach. Uh, has great expertise, great knowledge, great recruiting background. Have really admired his work from afar for many, many years. Uh, when he actually coached against him when he was a player at Northern Illinois. So have followed his career and his trajectory path in this career. And then Jay Simpson is an individual who comes from us from UAB um, who has a great reputation and was one of the most sought-after coaches in this coaching carousel. So we're excited to welcome them and their families to Jonesboro. And then uh, Robert Garth is our director of player welfare and development, a new spot that we haven't had here. And it's all about the further growth and development of our players and moving forward. 
Simpson. Uh, Butch Jones commenting there on Jay Simpson. Uh, defensive backs coach from UAB. By the way, just kind of reading through social media, it does seem like their, their fan base uh, really valued him as a recruiter as well as a coach. So that's good news for A-State. And then uh, Vince Reynolds there to coach the defensive line for the Red Wolves. In terms of the staff shakeups we mentioned, and didn't play that audio, but uh, just a little bit of a, a difference in, in coaches' position groups. And what I mean by that is Andy Kwan and Matt Limegrover are swapping rooms. Yes. Andy Kwan, uh, who was the tight ends coach, is now going to coach the offensive line. Of course, that's the position that he played. He was an O-lineman at Georgia Southern. Yes. And Matt Limegrover who was coaching the O-line, is now going to be coaching tight end. So I guess they just, you know, swapped rooms. Probably <laughs> the same general yeah. area of yeah. the football. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> it's all good. As far as this class, I know there's probably, there's questions about, all right, why is A-State only signing like 23 players? Because we've all gone through the numbers. Uh, signing classes, uh, you get 25, and then with the portal, you can add seven. So why is A-State not signing 32? Well, you're still limited by an overall Certainly. Number yes. of scholarships. So if you bring in your max number of guys every single year, you got to have some subtractions somewhere. And yes, we all know that A-State did have some subtractions in the portal, but due to overall, overall roster numbers, that's why we're seeing this class where it's at. And, and Butch Jones explains that a little bit. And one note here, Will, I, I think I made a goof when splitting this audio, so I'm only getting it in, in one ear. So if we can pot it up just a tiny okay, bit. Okay, I've got it all the way here. We'll see what happens here. All right, this is Butch Jones talking about uh, scholarly numbers for his class. Yeah, I still think when you look at the overall development of our football program, uh, when you look at the nine position groups, we're looking to add depth. We still have to have competitive depth in all nine groups. And, you know, we talked about it. We're a little bit behind in terms of this was an unusual year in the world of college football because you always have 25 initial scholarships to give and then on top of the new transfer rule which we're still trying to figure out will this be a one-time exception or will this be the norm as you were able to gain the seven additional so most programs had 32 scholarships to give because of where we're at and the dynamics of our football program we did not have that luxury so we have to make sure that obviously we're very creative and you know how we continue to add to this class so again where we're at in terms of still building the foundation of our football program you know we still need to bring competitive depth at every single position group because the the sound quality on this isn't isn't quite what i want it to be like we're, we're going to skip these last couple of comments here from butch jones but I, fingers crossed you guys can clearly hear what these players are saying because i thought there were a couple of of good clips from the players that I wanted to share with you. Again, all 11 of the players that were up there on Wednesday, I thought did a, did a great job in answering questions. And if you want to get to a little bit, no, want to get to know a little bit more about them, I would encourage you to check out the full Facebook video on the A State Athletics page from from Wednesday, and you'll be able to see all these guys. But obviously, you know, one guy I was looking forward to hearing from was Jackson Daly, uh, the quarterback who is an early enrollee out of Southeast Polk High School. Uh, he was a guy who had offers from, you know, Big Ten programs. He is definitely, by, by all accounts, this guy is being molded into to being the QB of the future. And you expect the quarterback of your team to be a well-spoken guy, a, a guy who is not going to back down from being put in a spotlight in a leadership role. And, and Jackson Daly did not disappoint 
in that aspect whatsoever. Now, one of the things about about Daly, Jones kind of joked and called him out a little bit because obviously a, a player has a certain number of official visits they can they they take Certainly, right. Certainly, yes. But there's really no limit to unofficial visits. You can be on campus about as much as you want. You just aren't doing the whole football facility tour. You're just doing things more in in the campus or on the community or hanging out in the stands as a fan. So, (coughs) Daly said that he and his family took about 10 trips to Jonesboro from from about last spring game to the time that he signed and (laughs) and, and enrolled on campus. So, they they were here a lot. And obviously, because of the numerous trips, that means he got to see not just the facility, not just the campus, but really get out and about more in, in the community. And he talked about how uh, he fell in love not just with Arkansas State football, but with the Jonesboro area as well. Yeah, so my first time I really came down um, was for the spring spring ball game. Um, so that wasn't really an official visit, like or technically an unofficial visit either. But um, I was just here watching the spring ball game, and that was really when I fell in love with it. Um, so I really committed before I technically took my first unofficial visit. So then um, I knew I was already bought in with the program. Um, I, was already, I was all in, my relationships with the coaches and the players, you know, everything. I, I knew I was all in. Um, so that, like you said, gave me the opportunity to visit kind of the campus and, um, you know, walk around the campus and the town and visit downtown and visit the local restaurants. So, you know, first I fell in love with the program and the campus, and then eventually I just kind of fell in love with the town as a whole and um, you know that eventually kind of led to me feeling like I had two homes before I ended up officially moving down here just because of how often that I was able to visit. One more clip to share from you and it is from tight end Miller McCrumby. Uh, Miller McCrumby is uh, a player who like Jackson I don't know if he made 10 trips but he was on the A-State campus quite a bit and of course brought his family with him his mom uh, was there on those trips, and one of the things that he said sold him on Arkansas State was, you know, obviously they they uh, wine and dine the players, and you know, really make them feel special, but kind of have to take care of the family as well. And Miller Miller McCrumby tries to explain uh, just how the program made his family feel. Uh, the coaches here, they don't. They uh, they do a great job of of making sure the the family straight. You know, my mama, she was so she was so happy when she came down here. She was smiling ear to ear. Um, you know, that's a big thing in recruiting. You know, a lot of the visits I took, it wasn't it wasn't like like when you visit here. If that makes I don't know if that makes any sense to y'all, but it's just different when you come up here with the hospitality the coaches show, and um, it's just real love. That's a that's that's a ceiling deal right there. By the way, Miller McCrumby, the highest-rated class uh, signee in in that class, All tied right. in, yeah, tied in at a at a Mount Pleasant High School in Mount Pleasant, Texas. So again, it's just different, is is what he said. Uh, again, really enjoyable to be able to hear all of these guys. Um, look, there, there's you know Alabama transfers in this class. There's highly ranked high school signees in this class. But if you had to put me on the spot and Make me pick one player that I'm going to be the most excited to see about, see this fall on on the team. Friends, watch out for for Blaine Toll. Holy moly, he is a large man. He has a voice deeper than Isaac Hayes, and at one point in time during that Q and A session, all of the players were asked to pick a word that describes him as a football player. 
And Blaine Toll's word was violent. <laughs> he's he's a defensive end. Mm-hmm. Um, and he... <sighs> Likes hitting people, apparently. Gosh, he's, <laughs> he's terrifying. Now, I like that because he plays for my team, but... Good grief. Uh, that's that's a guy I'm ready to see next season. Uh, all these others, absolutely, as well. But, again, if you had to put me on the spot and ask me to pick one, that's that's the guy. It's going to be a completely different-looking defense, completely different-looking team, and we'll be talking a lot more about it as we lead up to that uh, the start of spring camp coming up in March. Let's hit pause, though. We're well overdue for a break, and uh, we're also well overdue to start diving into what's going on in the Plains. More on Auburn. When we come back, keep it here with us on the Workday Red Zone. Northeast Arkansas Sports Station is 95-3, the ticket. The A-State women are in Lafayette to face the Raging Cajuns Saturday at 2 on the Ticket Radio Network, while the men host the Cajuns at 4 on 107.9 K-Fine. Red Bulls basketball is brought to you in part by Hytrill, Gazaway Ace, First Financial Mortgage, Vision Care Center, Hilltop Family Dentistry, George Kell Motors, Bills Cost Plus, Blue Cross Blue Shield Agent Woody Harrelson, Crown Limousine, Collision Repair, Glensane Motors, Hijinks, Ritter Communications, First Security Bank, and Stanley Woodard Law Firm. You know, it's hard to think about your yard being green right now, but this is the time to let Mojo Lawn Care Weed and Feed go to work for you. Call Mojo Lawn Care Weed and Feed today at 870-219-3446 and let them go to work to ensure that you'll have the greenest yard in your neighborhood come springtime. Better yet, bundle Mojo's Weed and Feed with their lawn care service and save 15%. What are you waiting for? The time is now. If you want the greenest yard in the neighborhood in the spring, let Mojo go to work for you today to lay the foundation for a beautiful lawn. Call Mojo Lawn Care Weed and Feed today, 870-219-3446. That's 870-219-3446. Ensure a super green yard in the spring by letting Mojo Lawn Care Weed and Feed go to work for you today. First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas is striving to make life easier for all their banking customers by introducing a brand new way to control your Visa debit card. With the My Card Rules mobile app, you can turn your debit card on or off with the push of a button, set limits on spending and transaction types, see recent transactions, customize alerts, and so much more. Existing customers can download the free My Card Rules app today in the Apple app or Google Play Store. We're giving you the power to take control of your card at First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas. Member FDIC. Gazaway Ace and Paragould and Jonesboro remind you that whatever the project, they're the place that has everything you need. Skip the rake this season. Power up your cleanup with an Ego 650 power blower. Check out the full line of Ego tools and save 10% on the Ego 650 blower. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks, and helping you is the most important thing we do. That's Gazaway Ace on Hilltop and Jonesboro and West Kings Highway in Paragould. Gazaway Ace is the place you want to go. Go, Gazaway. Hey, it's Brad Bobo. If you haven't joined us for The Drive, you're missing sports talk done a different way. We shine the spotlight on local people making sports news, especially our high school coaches and athletes. We also cover sports stories from across the state and the nation. And, of course, we bring you tons of Red Wolves coverage and talk with folks around the Sunbelt Conference. Come see why sports news breaks on The Drive. Weekdays afternoons from 3 to 6 on Northeast Arkansas Sports Authority, 95.3 The Ticket and AM 970 KNEA. Giving you 110% and taking it one show at a time. Here's Kara Ritchie. 
right, uh, I'll be honest with you. Probably waited a little bit too late in the show today to really do this story justice. But uh, <laughs> if you've been on social media, particularly Twitter, in the past 18 or so hours, maybe even less than that, you know that there is a borderline four-alarm tire fire going on right now at Auburn. And before we really dive into to the past, oh, 16 hours or so, because I feel like this story really got cranking about 10 p.m. last night, we'll, we'll kind of set the scene for you there. I think everybody is aware that Brian Harson is their, is their head coach. Yes, yes, you're listening to a sports program. Of course, you already knew that. <laughs> yes. You were also maybe, sort of, maybe aware of the fact that year one did not go great for Brian Harson. Auburn went six and seven. They finished on a five-game losing streak. Uh, they lost in a blowout against Texas A&M, a late collapse against Mississippi State, an upset against South Carolina. They blew it in a loss at Alabama, or against Alabama. Uh, since then, the offseason has not really gone Harson's way. Turnover happens when you bring in a new head coach all the time, but normally it happens you know, at the time of their hire. This offseason, there's been somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 players that transferred out of Auburn. Some of those impact transfers, including starting quarterback Bo Nix. Additionally, a significant amount of roster change that, or excuse me, uh, coaching roster change that has happened for Harson. Five assistants left the school. One of those, Austin Davis, only served as offensive coordinator for 43 days. A tenure that Clay Helton is jealous of. <laughs> now, Davis did cite personal reasons for the decision. There's all sorts of crazy rumors going on about why, why Austin Davis didn't pan out. But this does, regardless of the situation, reflect pretty poorly on, on Harson and whoever was in charge of that, whoever else might have been in charge of that hiring process. One of the rumors is that Austin Davis didn't really like to recruit well that's a problem uh, if you slightly. work in college football hello <laughs> there are also rumors out there in regards to you know things that are in austin davis's personal life that we're not going to get into but again if you're doing that hiring you have to do your due diligence on a hire so any reason whether it was a football reason whether it was personal reason whatever this reflects poorly on harson for not doing the due diligence on austin davis they also had, you know, Derek Mason leave the program. Uh, he's pretty respected in, in what he does Certainly, defensively. Yeah. And so now he's at, at Oklahoma State. Uh, you go back to end the season, they fired their wide receivers coach four games in, into 2021. So you've got all of that going on to set the scene for what happened last night. And right now there, there are two different significant rumors that, that are coming out of Auburn. One, uh, we're going to spend a very short amount of time on and, and then go to break. One is in regards to his personal life. And uh, there are, again, this is a rumor that there are things going on, you know, with him personally. Uh, well, that he's having an affair. I think at everybody at this point in time, if you followed this story at all, you know that that is one of the rumors. But we're not going to touch base on this a lot today because, because if it's not true, then basically... All of these rumor mongers have ruined the life of the young woman that is supposedly involved in this. And if it is true, 
then we're talking about a family that collapses. I have no interest in touching on this story. If this does end up being the case, then the only reason this will be of of significance is it, it depends on, you know, did he hire somebody in in a role in a public institution that was that was unacceptable? And it would be a Bobby Petrino situation where you give someone preference uh, for what is essentially a government job because of an affair. Uh, that That is the only reason that would be a newsworthy story. But other than that, we're not going to get into that. The other significant rumor coming out of Auburn is that he just uh, did not treat people very well. His players, his coaches, his staff. And over the course of the day, we've seen several different players weigh in both for and against Brian Harson. And we'll give you some of the rundown when we come back. But we've got to take one more break today. So let's squeeze that in. And we'll be back in a moment to wrap things up today on the Workday Red Zone. The Ritter Communications Hotline is open now on Northeast Arkansas Sports Station. Call 930-3776. Crack screen on your phone or tablet. It's going to be okay. It happens. Get it fixed up and protected at Cell Phone Station in Jonesboro. For all screen repairs on your smartphone, tablet, iPad, or Apple Watch, call 203-0993. All iPhone screens replaced in 20 minutes. Oh, yes, just 20 minutes to have it back looking like new. While you're there, check out Cell Phone Station's selection of phone and iPad accessories, shock-resistant and waterproof cases, tempered glass screen protectors, chargers, pop sockets, wallet cases, and slim covers for most phone models. Generic OtterBoxes start at only $25, and they're always buy one, get one free. Come on by. Get your iPhone fixed in just 20 minutes at Cell Phone Station. We buy and sell AT&T, Verizon, and Straight Talk phones, and make sure you ask about our custom engraving and embroidery, all done in 20 minutes. Cell Phone Station in the Highland Shopping Center at the corner of Red Wolf and Highland in Jonesboro near Fuji Steakhouse. Cell Phone Station, home of the 20-minute iPhone repair. Get your iPhone back glass fixed now at Cell Phone Station. Go by for details. You've got a lot riding on how well your car gets repaired. When you choose Stadium Auto Body after an accident, you know you've chosen the best body shop in Northeast Arkansas. Stadium Auto Body is iCar Gold Class certified, meaning our auto body professionals have current, up-to-date training that contributes to complete, safe, and quality repairs. Accidents happen. We're what happens next. Stadium Auto Body in Jonesboro and StadiumAutoBody.com. Stadium Auto Body, take care of you. Riceland Foods in Jonesboro is hiring. Apply online at Riceland.com for full-time, direct hire manufacturing positions in our parboil mill and plant. Riceland Foods is an equal opportunity employer with a new competitive pay scale geared toward advancement and benefits, including medical, dental and vision insurance, paid time off, and paid holidays. Riceland Foods in Jonesboro has immediate openings for full-time manufacturing positions. Start your new career today with Riceland Foods. Go to Riceland.com and select jobs at the top of the page to apply online. Jim's Pawn Shop in Jonesboro wants to help you with your stress about paying bills by giving you top dollar for all of your gold and silver jewelry or coins. Deal with local people who will be there for you this week and the next. Jim's Pawn Shop at 3711 East Highland has been in business for over 25 years and is known for the best loan terms in the area. Jim's will give you money on almost anything of value. You'll find a large selection of items at price to help your budget. Diamonds, musical instruments, video games, hunting gear, electronics, inventory changes daily. Visit Jim's Pawn Shop at 3711 East Highland in Jonesboro. Voted best to the best six years in a row. 
Happy New Year from your friends at the Ticket Radio Network. Hey, we can't wait to see what happens in 2022. And we'll be right here all year long to talk about all the teams you care about. And every weekday, you can join the conversation with the Front Row with Budrow from 7 to 10. RWRC Radio, 10 to noon. The Workday Red Zone with Kara Ritchie from noon to 2. The Setup from 2 to 3. And The Drive with Brad Bobo from 3 to 6. So here's to you and a great 2022 from the Ticket Radio Network. You've already mailed it in at work today, so you might as well keep it right here. Back to the Workday Red Zone. It is the home stretch here on the Workday Red Zone for the day, for the week. Your last chance to get in on the phones with us. Last call at 9303-776. We are, before we get out of here, Kara and Will with you. Try to wrap up what has been a convoluted 14, 16 hours or so on the plains where Brian Harson has been uh, the source of multiple rumors and much discussion over the past few days. We went through one of the rumors earlier and we're, we're not going to refresh that. But one thing that is also a significant rumor out there in terms of uh, why so many people are against him and, and why they are trying to get him out is the possibility that, uh, well... Maybe everybody just hates him, Uh, which is not enough, by the way, to fire someone with cause. However, there are now players chiming in on how Brian Harson treated them. Former Tigers defensive lineman Lee Hunter put out on his social media earlier that the coach treated athletes, quote, like dogs. 19 players on Auburn's 2021 roster liked the post in response. Smoke Monday, who is a former safety, agreed. Saying, quote, I love Auburn to death, but this is real and true, and I was at Auburn for four years, and it never felt like how it felt this past season. Harson truly don't understand kids that come from nothing, end quote. So now school officials are trying to figure out all this different volatility. You're trying to wade through personal rumors and professional rumors. But it is, and and neither one of those have any clarity whatsoever. It is clear, though, the only thing that is very clear is that Auburn has a a mess on its hands. Because say say that none of these are true. Say that, you know, there is nothing going on in his personal life that, that should raise any suspicion. Say that the reason that some of these comments are coming out with with players is just because it, they, they didn't fit in Harson's system and they're bitter about it. Say that none of this is true. Well, what happens now? You have a fan base. You have probably a large amount of boosters, probably some people in, in your, you know, upper powers that be echelon that clearly do not want Brian Harson at, at Auburn. So how do you go through like... The 2022 spring season, the 2022 regular season. How do you go through all of this with that hanging over the program? Because whatever the actual outcome of this is, is is that it, it it's a mess and people do not find him to be a fit. And that was what I thought was something that was strange going in. I did not find him to be a fit at Auburn. I don't think he's a bad coach. I just don't think he fits there. I don't think he fit here. So now that's 
That's really the Cliff's Notes version. There you go. Of what's going on at Auburn. Because honestly, like the whole thing requires there was <laughs> there was uh, 2500 people on Twitter Spaces last night listening to Auburn fans talk through this. There are message boards on Auburn on Boise State across the SEC that are devoted to this. There's numerous TikToks, there's questions about who Harson, who his family members follow or unfollow on Instagram. There are posts by players on Instagram and Snapchat and on Twitter and on their Facebook stories. And this is like, I am Charlie Day right now trying to make sense of it all. And we are giving you, again, the extreme Cliff's Notes version. But we will tell you a couple of things that are fact here. Uh, there is uh, something going on today for, for Auburn. Um, and, and I'm not sure where their president was at, if he was at some other kind of previous speaking engagement or, or whatever, but he was asked about, about the situation, and uh, it's President uh, Jay Gogue, and he said, quote, I just want you to know, we're involved in trying to separate fact from fiction. We'll keep you posted and make the appropriate decision at the right time, end quote. I mean, look, that didn't stoke the fires, but it sure as heck did not put them out. No, it didn't. Did not. So you've got that statement by their president. There was an article that dropped this morning uh, that uh, apparently Harrison did a very lengthy ESPN interview last night. So there's an article full of comments from him, uh, including talking about why he, he took the job, why he... Uh, is still committed. He he wants it to work. Quote, uh, I wanted to, he wanted to come here and quote, make this place a championship program and leave it better than I found it. End quote. He also weighed in on comments on his personal life, calling them, well, mm. quote, any <laughs> attack on my character is bull. You know. <laughs> None of that is who I am. End quote. Busted out the swear, so that's how you know they're serious. Either that or backpedaling crazier than you can possibly believe. But anyways, that, uh, that continues to be a story that bears monitoring. It does become, uh, it does seem like it's a little bit more clear and clear every day that we are not quite done with perhaps the, the coaching carousel this year in college football. There are also reports that Arizona State was possibly going to fire Herm Edwards today, but did not. Oh, he's hanging by a thread, too. Which, by the way, Arizona State, if you're going to do it, today is the day. Because nobody cares what's going on there right now. (laughs) Everybody is trying to get through the bottom of what's going on at Auburn. So, if you're going to do that, you drop that news today. (laughs) Because everybody would talk about it for like five minutes. And then they would be back on an Auburn message board. Like, just drop it today and move on. If you're going to do it. Uh, but obviously, numerous stories to talk uh, to, to watch in college football this weekend. Because, which is wild, because there's nothing going on in college football right now. Signing day is over. There are very few schools that are having spring camp until March. Th- this should be a quiet time, and it's it's not. Monday could be fun. It really could be fun. Uh, but hey, we appreciate you wrapping up this week here with us on the Workday Red Zone again. Please be safe out there if you are out and about. And uh, hope you can come see us this weekend at the Bridal Expo at Embassy Suites on Sunday. Keep it here. Uh, I believe the the setup coming up today, Kate Carlton going to be live from Louisiana. So 
that should be good. Uh, keep it here after that for The Drive with Brad Bobo at 3 o'clock. Have it here Monday morning for The Front Row with Budrow at 7. RWRC Radio with JC comes your way at 10. And then uh, the Workday Red Zone will be back Monday at noon. So for Will, I'm Kara. Thanks for hanging out. Can't wait to talk to you then. Have a great, great weekend.